Hey Dwolves, and welcome back to another episode of Romantically Lit, a podcast that features two undercover hopeless romantics who kiki and review different black romance novels from across the diaspora. I'm Hannah. And I'm Odelia. And on this week's episode, we begin our discussion on a brand new romance novel entitled You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Nigerian author Akweke Amezi, specifically chapters one to six. We're excited to be starting this finally. Cannot lie, y'all. We've been in the dumps since where you end and begin. So we're happy to be back. We're happy to be back. <laughs> um, be sure to also check out our other reviews on equally romantic novels, such as Where We End and Begin by Jamie Garrow and Before I Let Go by Candy Ryan. As always, y'all, in this love shack of ours we call our podcast, we welcome all different types of love tropes. And you know we have definitely reviewed something just for you. And on that note, let us begin. Hello again. You know we've been gone a minute, but we're back like we never left. And as my, um, why is she making faces? <laughs> as yeah. my very informed co-host. Informed. <laughs> <laughs> stated, we're starting with a new book. Uh, we will be reading. No, hon, I need to see the cover. We will be reading. You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akweke and Mezi. Their Not pronouns are they, them. Um, they are an evil uh, person of descent and but our book is in new york yes 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 we're in new york but the main character is by her first name Sei nigerian Kulinku. yes her best friend joy is um ghanaian and milan is something and nazir is from the islands i'm listening to the audiobook um as well and i it, it sounds like he's from trinidad Oh, is that why you said Trinidad? Yeah, because I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, why is why the accent change all of a sudden? I, it sounds like it's from Trinidad. But like maybe you grew up there but then you came to the US and your accent is now meshing. Oh, so he has an accent? Nasir has an accent. I gotta rethink everything I thought of him. For He's some reason Island boy, island boy. <laughs> Where's Cardi from again? Me a Trini girl. I like you. Is she Trini? Cardi B? I swear she's Trini. Cardi who? She's Dominican and Trini. Are you sure the Trini is, is strong, strong though? It's like her mom's half or something. Mm. But her dad's full Dominican. That's why to she was me, doing I like you. I like you. Me a Trini girl. I like you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. But you got, y'all know the song was funny. Um. But we do know a Trini girl, Miss um, Onika Tanya Mirage. Oh, right. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-
but her partner Jonah died in a car accident that they were in together five years ago and she's kind of been on a healing journey ever since Mm -hmm. that's wild though being married at 23 but anyways they were high school sweethearts I think yes they got married and then unfortunately he passed yes tragically and yeah so she she moved from Cambridge Connecticut Massachusetts okay it's okay. I got. Is you. that where the school is that her parents teach at? Yes, they, I think it's they teach at camp. I believe so. Harvard or MIT or one of those big, big schools in Cambridge. Okay. Well, anyways, so they're up in that place, and um, she decided to move to New York because she said she was tired of the look her mother was giving her, mm-hmm. and in New York because I guess it's so densely populated. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to almost be anonymous. You don't matter. Yeah. And she's kind of used that to guide herself through her grief these past two years. The idea of just like, just being. And I think only recently has she allowed herself to be, or is she trying to allow herself to be more than just this character in the background? And, right. Um, she she went through a whole new thing. Like she does different color braids all the time. She's an artist. Her work reflects her grief. Um, she got a huge life insurance. Um, Hannah, no. What? Jonah died for that money. Well, Jonah died, but the life insurance was able to, for her to live in New York City. I know, and, and she has a studio. And she can pay for all her materials as an artist. Because being an artist is very expensive. Yeah. She probably doesn't have to work or sell anything for the rest of her life. Jonah, let me ask you something. Stop. I don't know what you want to ask I'm him. I'm speaking to Jonah right now. He's dead. Okay, I'm speaking to Jonah's ghost. Jonah, let me ask you something. What did you do on this earth when you were just a body of blood and flesh? I think maybe he just had life insurance, Queen. Do you have life insurance with Jonah? My mom said she has life insurance on me. I said, do you have life insurance with No, Jonah? but there's life insurance on me. I have some form of life insurance. Yeah, when, of course, your parents. But I said, do you have life yes, insurance? Yes, it's on me. For your own self. In the future, like when I you apply for jobs, or when you sign a job contract, they you can do life insurance as well. Apparently, that's what I'm asking. Do you have it? Oh no, but now I don't need it because my parents got it. Till I can really get it, you know. The life of being in your twenties, y'all. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about their ages, and it's like, how much money did you keep away for life insurance by the time you're twenty? How old are you? Twenty eight. So to be fair, they were married. They probably were starting to think about those things. And from the sound of it, like, no offense, she has two parents who are professors, which means she probably married someone who was in the same economics, That's what I'm you know. Too. So they weren't, they don't sound. They don't sound poor. Yes. That's what I'm going to say on that. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, but I'm not going to lie to you, y'all. Y'all, the way y'all raved about this book, and maybe it's because I. Who's y'all? The internet. The way y'all raved about this book, and maybe it's because I'm coming off the high of where we end and begin, it has been a struggle to yeah. get through just these six chapters amongst other things. And then I, I, for some reason, I didn't really read the premise like that, but then when I got to the end and it said her dad, his dad, I said, I'm out. Not the perfect find 2.0. Yeah. But let's see what happens you know, I'm just going to hope. And I'm just noticing right now, they've written another book. It's called The Death of Vivek Oji. That's the one I hear people talk about. How, like, how much does death inform this author? 
I'm going to say a lot because I read um, this author's book called Freshwater, which I have right here, mm. and it's death. So everything they write is death. And it's death is a prominent theme to the point where I'm just like, what has death, happened in death your and life? Reincarnation and spiritual things in okay. relation to religion, but then of course still having that Nigerian yeah. co- uh, context and. I don't want to know what has happened, but that's it seems like a big theme. So when I was reading this, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the first sentence in the book, I'm like, okay, I guess we're diving into this now. Yeah, but the, oh, they're also the first queer author we've read on the podcast. Um, that we know of, yes. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, don't want to seem the rest are completely cis. I think they are. Let me run through them. Bullying, no, she yeah. said, "Let me look at their names, and I'm going to, I'm going to." No, tell them. no, no, because Bully has admitted to being in a relationship with a man. Fine, maybe she's she's okay. bi. Key Williams is married to a man. Okay. Uh, Lizzie Dangalolo Blackburn is married to a man. Okay. Um, Candy Ryan is also married to a man. Okay. And Jane has also told us she has a male partner. So, okay, but you know, sometimes and they all identify as cis hetero women. Do they actually? Yes. Every single one of them that we've read so far. They told you that? Girl, if they didn't, we would know. Oh, okay. <laughs> because Aquigan made sure that we knew that they're well, not. because their identity is really important to them. So, they so don't sure you think it would be important to the other authors? Who cares about cis? Clearly we do because we re- if y'all know any other black actually roman would love to yes black romance books that are non cis hat we read them yeah i would really love to read a br- black brazilian love story i just know it would change my life all right so wait starting i would also love to read something from like i already um, said a male perspective i'm looking yes for do we know any any I, I and we don't mean Quan mills no <laughs> No, I'm looking for a black male who writes Roman romance novels, whether it's YA or whatever. I think it'd be very interesting. And I hate to use like the Meryl Streep of, but like a Nicholas Spark, but for black men. Sure. Um, yeah, I would love to read like a black, like Danish, black Dutch, black Belgian. That's the thing, but we don't have the language or like the like if they're trans, yeah. Then we, also, I'd love to read them. I don't like you. Yeah. There's a lot of interracial. We don't want to read. Here's our thing, guys. Oh. The good. <laughs> I didn't know what public was telling them. We, but we've said this is noticed. a black love. <laughs> yes, they have to be two black people. We would love for it love. to be two black people. Like, yeah. if we somehow ran out of books. <laughs> where it's two black people we will then turn over to the other stuff that y'all be reading and um, i don't think we're ever going to run out of books for god willing we'll never run out we are going to search the earth. earth let me tell you i will go all the way to greenland okay <laughs> and find a black romance novel listen we're reading i will be reading we'll even take blasians okay <laughs> we'll take blasians and africas but we've got to take there's got to be there's got to be black. Yeah. Black is the primary um, <laughs> color here, okay? And and we don't mean like, no, but, but seriously, guys, because we know how some of you fiend over your little white. And that's cool. And I, I'm sure they're great books. 
But in this household, <laughs> we're looking for black love. Listen, when it comes to the to the book selection, we definitely are giving Dr. Umar. But um <laughs> Yeah, leave that snow bunny brigade outside, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is for the sisters in the Brooklyn. Okay, sorry guys, we signed you on to book. So essentially yeah. we've given you the background of the book. You see how little you guys know already, we did this for the perfect find. When we're not interested <laughs> We're going to try our best not, not to distract each other, but <laughs> it's going to be hard. And and I just want to be clear, it has nothing to do with their writing. Their writing is very good. I I just don't think I'm into our main character, Faye. I'm not into the plot as well, as much. Like, I think the plot, I think mm, the pacing maybe is what I'm not used to. Yes, it is a little strange, I guess, because it's different. Like, it's not very, I think every other book, no matter what the theme or the right. trope was, it was very much like, this is our love interest yeah this is who we're gunning for and this is the journey we're going on and like especially like i said the last book we're just coming from it was very straightforward we were very intensely in love with it and this is going to be my new shane and jean i'm not going to shut up about obi and dooney for like 5500 years and i said it last time i said i feel bad for whomever comes after those two because if they do not compare to Obi and Dooney, <laughs> I will be speaking. But anyway, so let's give Faye a chance. Okay. So Faye's first line is, this is the first man, Milan was the first man I fucked since Jonah died. Since the accident. Since the accident. Yeah. And she does something I personally would never do, which is get it on in a disgusting club bathroom. I've never, ever gone outside um, for a party and thought about hooking up with anybody. For me, it's just so strange. It's very 2000s, yeah. very Gossip Girl. Um, personally, I would not do it, but I will say page seven, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I felt no butterflies. I, I felt a little something. I felt a little something. I was not really into it. I felt a little bit. It was bit. cute, but like in comparison to the feeling Oh, no, I in comparison. From, from like Kennedy Rhymes. Before I let go, like there were so many, there were so many scenes where I said, "Let me just reread this before I go to bed." But anyway, it does right. Um, so they go, to, so Faye goes to a party. I guess it's some sort of party next to their neighbor. Actually, it's, it's Memorial a club. Day. So everyone goes out on Memorial Day, and they go to some sort of party. And her best friend Joy is there too. Joy's also her roommate. Joy's a lesbian. And Joy's a lesbian. Um, and uh, Faye eyes with this guy named Milan. Milan and she said that one Faye is definitely someone I wish I could be yes. or someone I could be if I'm completely intoxicated you know what I mean Damn. just like directly I like you you're cute let's go downstairs let's fuck and the way that they describe her is that like she's so pretty yeah that it's very cl- yeah everybody's her. mesmerized by her mm-hmm. so it, it almost makes sense and she understands the power that she has mm-hmm. So it almost makes it easy. But Milan is all like, yeah, no, for sure. Like, let's do it. But then they get there. And he's like, oh, I don't. She's like, let's let's do it raw. And I was like, girl. Now, I don't know why she. Like, it's already reckless enough for you to go to a random bathroom that's not your home to have somebody do you by the sink. <laughs> we don't even know the last time they washed those sinks. Listen. And then. 
for you to go ahead and say, you know what, forget that condom. Let's just let's just dive right in. But it was something about the feeling, when, and like again, it was the first man since her husband, and I think she just wanted to feel something, and she got what she needed from Milan. It was rough and raw, and then he was like, yeah, sorry, I don't usually do this. Okay, Milan, okay, save yeah, sure. it. <laughs> then he was like, um, can I get your number? I want to take you out sometime. And she was shocked, but she was like, yeah, sure, for for sure. And then she tells Joy, and Joy, like any good friend, is like, why the heck yeah. are you out here messing with men? You know, in the world of, in a post-COVID world, you should not be doing that. Nope. In a pre-COVID world, you should not have been doing that. Nope. Um, but Joy also is not the best. She's, she's just like every other young person. You know, we, we spend time criticizing our friends' bad decisions, and we make them as well. And Joy's is she likes to date married straight women. Who are only going to break her heart. And all throughout the first six chapters, I'm like, Joy, my love, please, please. Yeah, I don't know. She has an obsession with emotionally unavailable people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but so they do mention later. Sorry, we're jumping. But this is what you're going to get today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, they do. They, uh, who mentions it? Oh, Faye mentions that um, Joy, I guess because she's she has Ghanaian parents. And I don't think they're okay with her sexuality. No. So a piece of her feels like she'll never actually find the love that she is deserving of or yeah. she doesn't think she's deserving of it. So she's okay, you know, doing this herself, almost like a, like a self deprecating, like, this is what I get kind yeah. of thing. And, um, Oh my God. It's sad, but it's, yeah, it's I'm a reality for it. a lot of queer people. And I, yeah. I, I want better for my queer babies, but Absolutely. like, you know, we we gonna get you there eventually. Probably not in our lifetime, but eventually. Hopefully. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so then we jump to chapter two, and she's talking about how she's been seeing Milan for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And it's very, y- you all know how it is when you're hooking up. You're just hooking up. You go to his place. He's not taking you out like that. You know, when they go you out sometimes. It's a booty call, girl. Just come over. We're not. We don't need to talk. <laughs> He never asks her any in-depth questions. She yeah. can tell through his eyes, though, that he has stuff going on. Yeah. But they both have stuff going on. Nobody's discussing it. She sle- sneaks out before he wakes up. And she's cool with that. Like, at this stage of her life, just getting back out there, she is cool with just hooking up. Right. And that's okay. Until... Until, so randomly, um, Milan asks her, do you want to go to this little shindig? With my friends. With my friends. And of course, me and Faye were surprised. We were like, well, I just thought this I was just yes. a love thing. You know what I mean? This is just us mm-hmm. and hopping around in the sheets. And so, you know, as part of her new agenda to, I guess, like, come back to herself and be more noticeable and stuff, she agrees and they go to his little shindig. Let's <laughs> call it. Is it like a party? I thought it was a bar. Oh, they go to a bar where his friends are going to be. I don't know why it's called a shindig. Because that's what it is, a shindig. Cool. Any, cool. any yeah, her. So, so she brings joy, of course, and he's like, babe. And, um, yeah, why do you call her babe? Oh, before even that, they're chilling at the bar and they kind of like see the group. Yeah. And she locks eyes with Nasir. Not Nas, I know I can no. be what I want to be. This is Nasir from Trinidad. Okay, so the books is The Islands. And, okay, and you know what? We're not going to do an island accent because we respect you, you guys. Let me tell you something. You will not catch me do an island accent. Not here. 
I link you. I link you. And see, just like that. <laughs> no, I'm doing Cardi B trying to do an island accent. Okay. So. <laughs> no, you guys don't understand. If you've never seen this music video, please look. Just look up Cardi B Island Girl. <laughs> and then enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, yes, they're sitting at the bar with Joy, and she clocks this man and they locked eyes and he feels and she said she felt something move inside of her yeah almost felt like love at first sight and that's what i was like i'm sad (laughs) i said finally 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 we're meeting the love interest then i was like why is he milan's friend though so we're gonna get into it because i never (laughs) understood i don't understand that type of bro code like i don't get it what do they call this again like when you hop through a friend group like i know some of you girlies like to do it and if that's your ministry then that's your so ministry. You're dating this bro guy. hopping. <laughs> listen, something like you date the whole friend group. That's so weird to me. Okay, fine. Listen, if they're okay with it, then there's something wrong. <laughs> listen, there's something wrong because I don't know. In my opinion, every human being has a huge ego. I think men, straight men in particular, have bigger egos. I just don't know how they're able to deal with that type of behavior. Anyway, so they lock eyes, um, and we end up finding that he's going to be sincere. It's almost love at first sight. And then um, eventually Milan spots Joy and uh, Faye, and he's like, come over, come over, come meet my friends, come meet my friends. And, you know, as he's introducing them, and they're talking about themselves, she constantly is looking at Nasir, and Nasir is looking at her. Like, they're not dropping this eye contact. So I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> love here it is but then i started feeling a little bit weird because i don't understand why if nasir is milan's friend why are you almost like attempting to try and like even though they're doing it casually and it's not serious why are you still trying to, to but she's not the connection was you know what they say don't let your boyfriend block you from finding your husband, husband. Because the connection was stronger than anything she could mm-hmm. ever materialize with Milan. Mm-hmm. And she didn't try nothing, but then when she was at the bar, Nasir comes over and, you know, he tries hitting on her and she knows what he's doing. And uh, I don't know why she pretended to be angry about it and said he was rude because he was, like, touching the small of her back. But she invited the touch. Yeah. I, I want to be very clear. Like, it was very consensual what was happening. Oh, yeah, like. But she was like, but he's your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't that your friend? Ain't mm-hmm. that your friend? Okay. Ain't that your friend? Okay. And then got mad at him when I was like, and he's like, I actually want to take you out. out. Like, I know how to approach it, but like, I like you. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go find Joy. Yeah, that was very interesting because he followed her up, right? Yeah. Because she went up the stairs to, I guess, take a breather or whatever. And then he came around and he was flirting with her. I thought it was really strange, but I guess when you, when you like, when you like what you like, your bodies are acting funny. So. I just want to be clear. That was chapter two. So now we're on chapter three. Yeah, that was chapter we're two. We're moving. The meeting, the meeting of the lovebirds, Nasir <laughs> and Faye. Now, we move on to chapter three, Ajoya. And in chapter three. The girlies are jogging. The girlies are jogging. It's the beginning of summer. And yes. Joy has convinced them to jog so that she can get a ice cream at her favorite ice cream place. You know what? Joy thinks the way I do, too. Remember that time we ran outside for the ice cream truck? We got all the, the coins. The moment I heard the thing, I said, bring you to me. <laughs> and the ice cream was so, so, so good. I saw him the I other day. I love the start of summer. Like, there's something about, actually, I think in the book, um, it's described, nah, 
out that Faye felt like the f- the the warm air was seducing her in a sense. Uh, and I get it. Was coming out of her shell. And we always say that, like, yeah. it, we always say, don't get a relationship in the summertime. No, don't do it. Summertime don't is ho- hot girl tangs. Like, we're so serious. Like, what Hannah said. Reckless. Then come, like, end of August. Y- yes, protection. End of August, September. Then you can start, you know. That's when you start scouting for, you know, somebody to cuddle you um, during the 12 months. And then you drop them by the time. I hate when she time. says that because she's blocking her blessings. We're we're no longer doing short term things. We're doing long term things. Okay, and on top of that, yeah, summer just makes you feral. Yeah, and I love that feeling. It's so crazy mm. what the weather does to you. You just wanna. <laughs> I know it's a Michael Jackson song. Na na, don't stop till you get enough. Michael Jackson, super, super talented. Do you know Drake passed him? Drake passed him because of billboards. It was this week. Then he posted that really scary picture of Michael Jackson. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. He has like more number ones. Wow. Yes, Aubrey Drake Graham. To be honest, it makes a lot of sense because he's been dropping albums almost every single year. And... Every single album, no matter how many y'all bully him, he's a BBL, BBL. I feel like you. You're a weirdo. I feel like you also. Stream his music. I really liked his um song with J Cole on this latest album. Yeah, I think that's the only one I I like, and that's just because I keep hearing it. Yeah, I've never individually streamed it. I think you played it like yesterday or something. And I was it like, it was really good. Yeah, and I think honestly, I love um because you know everybody's always talking about j cole and drake and kendrick i like the fact that you know yeah but address that the whole like why can legends coexist those two are friends though i don't know what kendrick's really yeah i wonder what they talk about uh they're white mamas most likely you know you can definitely bond over having a white mama i cannot (laughs) imagine because and um the biracial (laughs) the biracial strike you know identity (laughs) crises and stuff I don't know, and being corny and and their inabilities to read. <laughs> you know that too. Because I'm gonna say something. It may be unrelated, but when J Cole complimented Burner Boy saying that he's Tupac, that's <laughs> when I knew. <laughs> yeah. That's when I really, really knew that J Cole is not a serious person. That. That's when I knew. I knew when he was tweeting about guys. I don't read. Don't listen to me. <laughs> that was funny to me. No, I was like. I thought he was more of like, okay, y'all, you're, you're going to hate me if I say anything, so here we go. No, because listen to me. no, because he came at no name, remember? Right. Oh, my God, in that song, talking yeah. about like, maybe you should. And I hate this. He told her to like po- never, paint ever, her tone. Never, ever police a black woman's tone. Yeah. Don't ever do that because that's disrespectful. Actually, it's very misogynistic. Especially for someone who only gets their powers for half the day on December 21st. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes the way you and I make comments, it's like we spend a lot of time on the internet. Too like, much. We actually breathe, live pop culture. Yeah. Like if you guys don't listen to pop culture, I don't think you understood any of the rest. And maybe of the you hate us for it. Let us know. But either way, um, <laughs> you have to love us for it. We're here entertaining you, aren't we? I'm entertaining myself. That's um. Okay, so where chapter, are we? Chapter three. Uh, right, right, right. So it starts off like this. Well. Since meeting Nasir, Faye broke up with Milan. 
she said that the the sex was just nice yeah just there and i and, and i got young, that I, me too like that's why you I have like, to yeah. refresh your roster constantly because um, you just cannot be doing wait. the same size every single time. Wait. Because you now it's just getting boring. We're not experimenting. We're not learning a little bit more. We're not getting in depth. And he's not opening up to her about his life. She's not opening up to him about her life. So, you know what I mean? Let end the thing. I Dead the thing. <laughs> I think the actual issue here is that despite what she keeps saying, she does in her heart want something deeper. So she wants to feel the butterfly. She wants to feel like the connection. She wants all of that. And so she's now felt something closer to that with being with Nasir. Just seeing him. Mm -hmm. It was magnetic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like, how do I describe it? It's like, how can I eat oxtail today and you want me to eat chicken tomorrow? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, um. <laughs> but that's what I'm gonna say on that. But um, yeah. So, so then she's telling Joy all this, and Joy's like, "You got it's okay if you want to let yourself open up about it. Like, right. you you don't have to do flimsy things. Like, let's be, let's move on, girl. Let's do different things." Yeah. Meanwhile, Joy is like undermining the relationship she has with this married woman who has kids and the is married. Woman has children, Odilia? Yeah, I swear she has kids. I didn't know she had kids. Or am I, I don't bugging? Know. It could be. I mean, I know they're. I know she's married. I do not know the married woman had children. Maybe I'm bugging. You know, honestly, this book is here or there, so <laughs> <laughs> she may have kids. She may. Let's assume that she has one and a half children. <laughs> Please, not half children, not this way. But um, where were we? Um. Anyways, Joy's like, I gotta go somewhere, so I'll catch you on later. She goes home, and Nazir calls her, and she's like, how'd you even get my number? Mm -hmm. Joy gave it to her, because Joy had taken his card, because he is a consultant of some sort. He doesn't say what, but he was really interested in her art, like, buying her art. Which was actually important for us to mention, had we been serious people, we would (laughs) have mentioned that. But um, he's really into art, her art, and he wants to see her art. But then with Joy, he was going to... What does Joy do again? Well, Joy... I don't know. Joy spreads joy. Okay, um, so Joy does something, and we're, we we will figure it out for next week. But um, she she gave him the number. He's like, I really want to ask her out. And, she, and Joy... Joy's like me. I love making my friends date people okay, and do so you're things. Emma from Jane Austen, your matchmaker? Yes, and I love, I love watching my friends navigate the dating world. Like I want you guys to do it. So I, just so, just so that you can come back and tell me the stories. Odilia is <laughs> like to me the friendship, the currency in our friendship is the is yeah. That's what it is. It's tea time, tea time. That's what she wants. Yes. Um, you are definitely someone who supports the matchmaking scene and you really really force everybody to say so what's after this or what's after that and so what what, what, what are we going to do next she likes to um, yes navigate come up with plans ideas. i love planning i love coming up with messages i love thinking of date ideas i Why love like it doing that? because it's fun it's so much fun to watch people 
Yeah, almost. But like with people you actually like and care for. And like, I want to see everybody happy and stuff. But like, yeah, it's like watching a love story with my own two eyes. Mm -hmm. You know? I see that. I see that. I think I could be a good matchmaker. Who you match before? Hmm? Huh? Why are you looking at me like that? I don't disagree. No, I do I disagree. I, could, I, could, I said I think I could Because be remember when you tried to match me with um the Irish neighbor? <laughs> Girl, and I was the joking. only basis no, was... I was joking. They both like football. Football yeah. would mean what Americans call soccer. Um, I was only joking. Obviously, I don't ever want to ever see you with an Irish man. Why? His name is. Now there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so say the first one that's obvious. Um, and and I just want to be specific just, because he's not. Wait, because in in the context of which I want him, he's not actually Irish. He's from Birmingham. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I don't actually fully want Killian Murphy. I want Thomas Shelby. From Peaky Blinders. 100%. From the, the bloody Peaky Blinders. Especially the seasons when he started wearing glasses. I said, oh, oh my, my god. god. And started talking politics. I said, stop <laughs> it. I said, oh my gosh, I, I stop. Was, I was, to be honest, I, I know I'd feel unsafe safe in his arms. <laughs> just because he is a drug lord. So Listen. It's, it's difficult. And his wife literally died because of the stuff he was doing. And, you yeah. know, he's also a Romani, uh, a gypsy. So, like, you know, the witches were also after him, yeah, which were. is crazy. Yeah. But um, it's the suits. Like, they just look so, I like, sorry, when men look walked, best in this. When and the walk. In slow motion, I said, you guys are doing this shit on purpose. And you know what? <laughs> the, hey, the, hey, the, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey, used to get me every. No, literally, I always say all right because because right. <laughs> of how they say it on Peaky Blinders. But like the little clock chain thingy they Ooh. used to. <laughs> and, how about, and I do not know what, what it was, but they had like this metal ring on their um. Yes. What is that? Apparently, they were not tailoring things in the well, and so that thing is just to like hold it up. Oh. <laughs> I went on Reddit, girl. I'm telling you, when I was watching the Peaky Blinders, I was on Reddit every single really day. why did you share with me i was finding out more about the peaky blinder well what they're inspired by yeah and everything and then i of course i had to type in killian murphy and i just uh image after image of tom thomas shelby and i said that's my shelby <laughs> that's my shelby um i would also take tom hardy with it in the an instant i would solomon wait is he irish or is he english no, I mean, I'm just because we're talking about oh, Peaky Blinders, like yeah. in Peaky Blinders, I mean. Okay. I love Solomon, like even him with his, you know, his long beard and the, I don't know what you call the Jewish uh, scarf that he would wear. Don't. Um, but yeah. And he provided so much, so much. They're back and forth. Like, it was so good. You could tell they have chemistry off screen as well. Yeah. Um, But then the other one was... um. No, no, there's actually, like, several. Okay. <laughs> no, no, hear me. I'm almost done. Don't, don't mention all of them now. Young Pierce Brosnan. I'm sorry. <laughs> who that is. You, you know Pierce Brosnan. We watched him on Mia. The main guy who's actually oh my God. Bo James Bond. I love him. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Young Pierce okay. Brosnan. He was so good in Mamma Mia Silver Fox. He did. Like, 
Sorry. <laughs> or what was the one that they did? Um, with Hog and I didn't try to grow up when you're gone. <laughs> oh, and then Homeboy from um Barry Hewitt in certain Stop. lights. No, not in certain lights, in all lights. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So Do you know what? I think it's really funny because what? we just finished talking about how we were. <laughs> okay. We said okay. no no interracials on the podcast. Yeah, no interracials on the podcast, but like I can also I can also identify attractive men or men who just have some sort of aura. And him, absolutely. When I saw him. For um, me, it's in, um, what's the, the, the Marvel movie? Oh my god. That's when I say why kinda Why Eternals. Kinda, the Eternals? Eternals? Okay, I know a lot of you didn't like that movie. I like I it. I love that movie. It was I like it. Um it's not every day. Pew pew pew. Sometimes you <laughs> like to sit down and actually digest information. Um when I saw him do the Burberry stuff, even though he's a ambassador for Burberry, so him and Skepta were dressed up by the people for that London I swear they did that also because he was in Top Boy this season. That as well. Yeah. And so when I saw him in Top Boy, I said, No, Barry. They wasted his character. Watch. Whatever happened this last season, but anyways. I feel like they could have done more with him. Because he's an outstanding actor. Yes. I, I heard he's so good in um The uh, Banshee the movie. Banshee. We need the to watch Banshee. that. I, of course. Um, you know I love my Irish. Yes, we love the Irish, and you know, as Black people, we love the we we relate to the Irish plight. Absolutely. Even though sometimes y- y'all also act weird about Black people, but it's yeah, you know, like listen, we got fucked up by the English come come on our side, and we love Dairy Girls, <laughs> and we love the Dairy. <laughs> I'm gonna get rewatched. You really just, anyways. Sorry. So back to what the heck were we talking about? So Nasir called her. Uh, <laughs> Faye, I want to say Femi, Faye, <laughs> and Faye is surprised that uh, how he got the, how he got the number, and then Joy describes that Joy passed it on to, to him. Yeah, yeah, oh, because Joy's a matchmaker like exactly. me. Meanwhile, Joy is calling from the hotel where she's meeting her married boo. She's in bed. In with, bed. The married boo is in the bathroom. That's not an office. It's a, a bed. Or something You're in bed. Done, and she's whispering, and I'm just thinking to myself, Joy, we have to do better like we have to want better surely but she's in love with her that's okay but what you're doing is wrong <laughs> like it is it's morally wrong in and my it, opinion. it is <laughs> like i understand in this hard hard place of the earth which we every day feels like hell find love where you can but not like that <laughs> no for sure and at this point in the book Faye keeps saying like i need to talk to joy about quitting smoking something that she's done yeah. i talk to joy about constantly dating Married people, yeah, mm-hmm. unavailable straight girls, mm-hmm. and um, straight moreover. Actually, I think Joy even thinks that a lot of these straight women, because they're unhappy in their head, yeah, head, which makes a lot of sense. Every woman who's ever married a man is unhappy. Uh, I think that we can't say that. <laughs> okay, if you're not part of this, then it's not about you. But I'm talking about the ones who are unhappy. Um, I don't know why Joy is going for straight women. I think there's there's something about that that. Like you said earlier, I think it's yeah, it's self, yeah, there's something weird about that. Yeah, she should get um the number to my therapist. <clears throat> um, but essentially, Fade agrees to go on a date with Nasir, who says, "I'm sorry about how like, you know, I approached it the first time around. Um, I do really like you. I hundred percent did feel a connection. And in regards to Milan, mm-hmm. whatever I have to say to Milan, that's between me and Milan. I don't care what you say to him, and I don't care that you guys have hooked up." 
and that <laughs> let me say that's a man no that's I'm, a black king think, right there i think for me it's the it's the sheer honesty yeah that that, that made me feel like okay i let's let's do this you know mm. what i mean like let's go on this little dating date or whatever it is yeah um and so she agrees to go going for dinner with nasir and um i think we move on to the actual date and the the couple hours before the date Faye, like me is very very nervous because when you when you like somebody a bit you want to like do a little bit more did she change her hair as well yeah so in the beginning she has pink braids after she has um she did have some a gold no 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 gold is when she's going going to to the the islands she she may or may not change her look a little bit, but she did something a little bit extra because when you like somebody, you gotta you gotta impress. Um, so she's pacing, pacing, pacing. She's feeling nauseous, and um, she's trying to calm herself down, saying it's just the first day. There's nothing serious here. La da da da. Her phone vibrates, and um, she gets a text from Nasir saying, "I'm I'm here. Like come downstairs." And so she takes a deep breath. She goes downstairs, and he's in his little car. Now this is what I knew that. Nasir is wealthy because the car was described as a very like low yeah <laughs> not the low car no, being it was the... a low car and i said how low <laughs> because when i sometimes walk in da- walk down the fancier streets in toronto and i see those dis- just very, say very low uh, yorkville mm-hmm. those very very <laughs> low cars the lower the car is to the ground yeah. the wealthier you are <laughs> i'm just like damn like you basically touching the tarmac <laughs> Anyway, um, he's, he seems very wealthy, um, and we get to find out in a few ca- chapters that his father is really... He's a celebrity a chef. Time, yeah, big-time celebrity chef. He just flies people anywhere, anyhow. He doesn't give a rat's ass about his money. He just taps here, taps there, like the American government. Like, it's just crazy. Um, So she gets in the car, and you know he tells her, well, you look... You look gorgeous. You look great. And she's like, yeah, thanks. You know, like, thank you. Like, whatever. And they go to a restaurant. I don't know what restaurant this woman is in. I don't think they mentioned the restaurant name. No, but um, she she does tell him about Jonah and the accident. Because there's just something about Nasir's energy that lets her know that she's safe enough to do that. And he doesn't, like, pity her. He's like, I'm sorry. And, like, and because of that, she's like, I want to do this at my pace Mm -hmm. and he's like that's cool like we can be friends first like i don't care Mm -hmm. which i was like damn okay he's into her i guess he is i i i like i just like the directness and honesty for me that's just a a huge turn on i think it's just because i think a little bit differently so you know so how is going through something with somebody in her personal life i'm not because why are you looking at me like that no i'm just saying assurance is great So we're going to send um, spiritual signals to somebody. <laughs> Mr. Somebody, I need you to feel this energy. Dave, I need Dave, I need you to feel this energy. Please fam, it's not Dave because Dave's not in this city. But Mr. Somebody in this city, no, I need Dave. you to come and send my girl a signal that you care about her. And at this point, it shouldn't be hard because Han is a catch. Like if I was if I was a boy, I would put I would date you. Like you would piss me off bad, <laughs> but I would I would I would try and put in the effort. You're wrong for that. No, Can it's I piss sh- you off really. Yes, girl. Seriously, girl. Yes. Am I really that annoying? I think if we were dating, yeah. Oh no, I was not dating. I I, I don't think you and I. 
listen, you know what? Like, as we are right now, we behave like a 40-year-old couple. So then maybe we'd work. Maybe we would. I think, I think honestly, but I don't think it'd be love. I think it would just be like... Companionship? Companionship, but very, very strong companionship. Like, nothing would break us. That's what I think that's what we need. I think, I think so, too. Like, you know what I mean? No, girl. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. But if if you were a boy, would you would you date 100%. me? Aww. 100%. I think you're just I think you're just you're you're good people. Good. I don't want my man to think I'm good people though. <laughs> no, I I think I think if if I was a man, no, no, I think I know for a fact if I was a man, I would definitely date you 100%. You're very funny, you're very smart, you're absolutely Thanks. gorgeous, love. And I Thank think you. Will, you. I think it would be a very long lasting relationship. Like I'm I'm thinking like Sylvester's part. Yeah, I think we could manage it. I think so too. <laughs> Anyways, back to the scene. We don't, we don't, we don't want to read this book. <laughs> okay, so um, like Odile said, Faye is pouring not pouring harder, but she's opening up so much mm-hmm. more about her past, and Nasir is totally um reassuring her and you know providing her support, and I think she's she's surprised as well that you know. Was able to be a good ear, a soundboard. Um, yeah, I love, I love soundboards. I love people who can go back and forth and, and think about stuff. He invites her to a concert. Yeah, so he's just like, yo, like I have my rich rich friend has these these tickets. Like we should go. She says, which concert? And he's like, well, it's Moses, some yay some yay Sumney. The guy who sang classic, you guys. Do you know what's funny? Before I before we read this book, I had no, I, I had no idea who this was. I thought he was not real. Mm-hmm. Um, then literally we went to go see when well, we should have recorded the podcast. We went to go see um, Daniel Caesar and Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were really big Daniel Caesar fans in uni, but then he he did what he did, but well, he's he apologized. <laughs> so we were like, well, let's go here. Let's go here. Get you live. Even though we've not really taken in any of your projects because we're boycotting you, um, but let's go. And then I didn't know who his friends were. I thought it was that Frank Ocean's boyfriend, Omar some some. Frank Ocean has a boyfriend. Yes, yeah, that guy that he's dating, the Omar guy. He also makes music. O- Omar Apollo. Yes. That wait. Yes. Yeah. Stop. For like a, unless they broke up by now, but Omar they've been Apollo dating. Is dating Frank the Ocean. Yes. Mr. Ocean. Yes, Mr. Ocean. That recluse, Mr. Ocean. Yes. How do we know this information? He's I heard on Twitter. Weird. Damn. Okay. Well, I hope they're not together because Omar Apollo is kind of is he weird? Is he not? I have no idea. His, I personally don't like his voice. I don't like his music. I don't find him funny. I don't find him interesting. I don't that care. Is very like, he puts his hands in his. I don't know anything about him because I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> but um, who it actually ended up being was Moses Sumney. So we came right when his last song was playing. Yeah. And then Charlotte um, Day Wilson. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Day Wilson was there. And Good Good was, Bad Bad. Yeah. As her, her backup band. Yeah. Oh, and then Mustafa the Poet came out for Daniel Caesar. Which was weird. They actually have a song together. Yeah, on the, I knew that. It was the song they performed. I thought they had a, I thought they had a, a single somewhere that I did not know about that I didn't listen to. Oh, I did because I had listened to the album before. Hey, look at you. I tried to, anyways. Okay. Um, 
we're not huge Mustafa fans, like, but we, but we respect but his. Everybody in Toronto respects Mustafa. Uh, not everybody. <laughs> well, you know what? I for me, we. For him, well, I. I feel like he has had enough suffering in his life. Yes, he's had a really hard summer. Yeah. His brother passed this summer. His his brother was murdered. You know, the streets of Toronto can be dangerous. I don't know what you guys have against Mustafa the Poor, but I hope you understand that when you murder somebody, you are going to go to hell for that. Unfortunately. But, um, anyway, so, yeah, so we actually got to see a little bit of Moses Sumney. And I was like, so this person's real. But Faye and them really enjoyed him in the, in the, in the book. I think he was okay. <laughs> Um, but again, I only caught the end, so I don't know. To be know. honest, his music is not for everyone. He definitely has the music that you would hear playing maybe at the end of a, a of a TV show, uh-huh. like a very like a very like um, what's the one with those white women? Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah, no, I hear it. Like, I'm sure there's one two songs that I like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also think because we saw it at, like, our, um, a, a large stadium. Yeah. I do believe the type of music all the artists were playing is made for a much smaller. I agree. Arena or concert hall. I agree. So it just didn't, it just didn't, you know, it didn't bang the way it was supposed to bang. I agree. And, like, because they were beginning our acts and everybody knew the time that they were coming, like, we were moving around buying popcorn. Yeah, like no one. I don't think that many people were paying attention to the friends. We came late. Well, I, I don't think we came late. Really? Because we, we came at the end of Moses' set. I think we came on time. For Daniel Caesar. All right. We came late. Um, So they love, love Moses. And um, Faye's just like, well, Joey's going to kill me if I go without her. He's like, no, don't worry. Like, let her come. So uh, it was very generous of him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you one thing of. I she she she. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that for me personally, I guess a man's character who I'm seeing. If you are able to be kind to my friends, or you have to be kind to my friends, and you're able to I recognize them and also feel for them the way you feel for me. That's a green flag. I do believe that. So, Mister Somebody, if you're out there. Just invite Odelia along, <laughs> Mr. Somebody. I'm just saying you like. No, you're actually a sicko. <laughs> I'm just trying to put it out there for somebody to pick up. Who, Dave? I already told you it's not Dave because he don't Dave. live in this city. No, girl. He lives in, where's he from? South London? North from London? Stratford, which is in, um, I think he's not from the East. South London. He's South London. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, thank you, Julia, for <coughs> manifesting to Dave. All right, so chapter four. Uh, so, yeah, in chapter four, they're at the concert. Yeah, concert. She's yeah. leaning on him while the music's nice and sultry. And they and just, it's just a vibe. And he's saying, mm, that's so good. And he kissing her cheek. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> Nasir. You guys, you guys need to get a room. Like, you guys, they because look they're, together. yeah, they're hot people. They're hot people, yeah. Yeah. And so everyone's looking, and it's cute. Um, and they take a pause. She goes to the bathroom with Joy, and um, I don't know. They start talking about stuff. Joy tells her, well, you and Mr. Lucretia, because, yeah, I know. He's very nice. Da, da, da. Um, 
and it just feels girl talk. I don't think anything large came out of that conversation when they were in the bathroom. No? No, but then she does see Milan, who's also at the concert. Right. And Milan. What a coinky dinky. And he's like, hey, girl. And she's like, um, oh, hey. Nice. And he's like, don't even worry. Nasir talked to me already. He said, y'all are coming here together. Like, it's totally fine. I'm getting back together with my ex. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if that'll work. And you know what? Milan, make it work. Because <laughs> it's so treacherous out here. Make it work. That girl, just just stop. I'm begging you, Milan. <laughs> stop. <laughs> just stop behaving like a man. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why Julie and I are laughing is because <laughs> I'm gonna say so there's a tweet again we spent too much time on the internet there's a tweet where this girl is like you know it's so bad out here on these streets yeah. like you just have to find one like your favorite ex and be like stop you have to beg them to stop and she didn't say nonsense. she didn't say anything after she's like just beg them to stop so stop whatever it is that caused y'all to break out. She doesn't care. Just stop. <laughs> Let's just manage each other because the way things are moving right now, it's bad outside. She says, beg them to stop. The begging, you know? Um, yeah. So You're like, please, <laughs> can we make this work? Um, so it seems that Milan and uh, Faye are, are good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, and she's doing her little mm-hmm. thing with Nasir. And so over the next couple of weeks, Nasir and Faye, you know, they hang out. They spend time with each other. It gets more and more flirty. I think there's only one thing that um, Nasir keeps like bugging her about, and that's just like I, I want to I see, see your studio. studio. Yeah. And he's just like, well, I'm I have to remind you again that um, I'm a big art fan because my father is an art collector. This is important to know because my neck got hurt <laughs> when I le- read the chapter six, the last chapter. I was like, okay, yeah. So who is this? <laughs> what was going on here? Anyway, of course, like art, like every other artist, they're very sensitive, sensitive about their shit, or what Erica Badu says. And so that's what Erica Badu says. I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Okay. Okay. Come um, on, Erica Badula. Yeah. You know, she delivered Summer Walker's baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's a doula. So she, like, gave, like, Summer Walker had a home birth for the twins, the last two, and Erica Badu delivered them. (laughs) Summer said it was a really good birth for her. Why, Why is this taking you out? Because I'm thinking to myself, like, Erica Badu. Yeah. You know they're the same kind of energy, right? You know what? You know what, <laughs> Julia? Thank you. Now my brain has come back. <laughs> like I was trying to place them, I was trying to place them and when the moment you said that, it got me. And on and on, because isn't and that the same time Walker is walking around with the potato sack in the grocery store? <laughs> oh, and feeding her baby like uh yeah. yeah. Green juice and matcha. <laughs> yes. And it was just like why you was your newborn baby drinking matcha yeah and she's like i think i want what i want it's like making a dog vegan like you're not thinking well <laughs> a lot of i these saw people... today somebody feed their dog um <laughs> like you know how we gary with water and yeah. that's like they gave their dog he laughed that shit up like that, well that's 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 tasty <laughs> although dogs should be eating meat 
Her owner said, no more kibble. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Y'all need to really get these kibble companies out of business. I promise you. <laughs> Especially like- Boo- Blue Buffalo. <laughs> um, But anyways. Anything I say will be held against <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so uh, they go on a little date. No, no, that's not true. So she, he's like they do go on a date. Tent. They do. That's yes. How she, they end up going to her studio. And they're walking see? back, and like. then she's like, "He's like, so are you never gonna take me? To, this is chapter five, by the way. Are you never gonna take me to your studio?" <laughs> I swear it is. So chapter five is about when she tells Joy about it. It's the next morning, and they go for a little run, a couple of runs. They go for another run. Girl, they be running. Good for them. But anyways, so she she she's like, okay, yeah, let's go to the studio, and they get to the studio, and her her art is dark, it's it's grummy, it's, it's grief ridden, like, and it's filled with pig's blood, <laughs> literally. Yeah, she currently has an obsession with blood, which makes a lot of sense because what was her reasoning again? She, I think it's, I think it has something to do with the accident. No, yes, but the, she says something about it. Can you? How about you <laughs> open up the book for you and you find <laughs> out? Um, um, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure it out because this is also the night that they. Um, I'm into blood. No, they just kissed. You made it sound like they were out here rubbing uglies. No, they just kissed. Yeah. Uh, and then he's and then Nasir. Oh God, I don't know what she call. I don't know what she calls it, but Nasir is completely moved by her. Uh, how she conceptualizes her emotions with her art, and he's just like, you know, honestly, like this is something I'd buy. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. I personally, <laughs> personally, will not buy art like that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm more into cubism and Renaissance period art. Girl, um, I'm into. Um, you know when you draw the S with the three lot, the six lines. <laughs> Mix with the man. Yes. Okay. She said I recovered the clothes from the accident, so her accident. Right. And she said, "I yeah, I lost a lot of lightness back then. Let's be nice to have some of it again." Um, let's see, what's that? Okay, so yeah, she says blood. I work a lot in blood now since the accident. It's so it's necessary to be alive. I think there's something in using it deliberately now versus the accident pieces, you know? There wasn't much choice there. And then she's like, is it human? And she's like, no, it's pig's blood. So the concept, so she, the accident, of course, is the yeah. it happens. And then using the blood deliberately versus it was really useful. Yes. I'm telling you, art's art, y'all. Um, and that is why I will never publicly share my opinions <laughs> of. <laughs> because for me, it's just like I understand, like in terms of trauma. Yeah, I like I can accident, in theory. That, that's how I feel about Basquiat. Like that. Not gonna lie to you guys. This past weekend, I went for a um, I went to the <laughs> living room sessions, which was held at the Drake Underground here in Toronto, Queen Street. And it has nothing to do with Drake. It has nothing to do with Drake. The hotel, the hotel, the building is just called the Drake. It was there before Aubrey was Aubrey. Yes, it was always called the Drake. Maybe Aubrey even got his name from that. No, I did. think his mother named yeah, him his Drake. Named him Drake. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the spoken word, I, I'm telling you guys, you will reach me. Like, 
like it's an art form in itself but sometimes i feel to my i i just cannot fail to understand like you guys maybe are being a little bit slightly pretentious like mm. how do we how do we avoid getting to that line of pretentiousness and some of it was like that but overall it was great oh my god i love spoken word i mm. Anyway, anyways so i personally over this yeah oh, can sorry. i talk about how i feel about oh, art i thought you were gonna say anyway and then continue the book so i was gonna finish your sentence like you usually do but clearly we're on two different paths today so my love go ahead say your opinion thank you so i was just gonna say personally art uh, most of it i don't get i don't have a favorite art actually mm, I g- but like and that's what i mean like i i respect who basquiat is and i respect what he was trying to say yeah but when i look at it i feel nothing but in like theory, I understand the message he's trying to pass, yeah. you know, as a young immigrant Haitian boy. But yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, huh. I always get fascinated with people who do fine art analysis. There's this basically this girl on TikTok who I follow, and she would analyze all different types of art pieces from around the world and like different eras and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, she's she'll zoom in here and say like, if you pay attention to this cup right here and the lighting and the dark and like. I said, you like wow, like this is a lot. Like you can li- people write essays, pages yeah. and pages of just one singular painting. Um, obviously, like I can only understand the art if I know who the artist is. Yeah, I can never look at something and just say, hmm. I get it. You know what I mean? Like when you say Basquiat, yeah. I know Basquiat's history. Therefore, when I see his art, I'm gonna be like, I'm starting to apply. Yes, exactly. Almost like a bias on it. I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's the only way I can conceptualize art. That's the same way. Like I can appreciate it for the message that it's trying to pass, mm-hmm. but I just don't. Like I just don't feel like wow. Mm-hmm. I hope one day we find a, an art piece where we're just like <laughs> I resonate a lot with this, because I'm I feel that way with landscapes with people yeah i always feel something about that but then do you know what though do you know what art i actually really do enjoy like um art from the middle east i really love art from the middle east Uh, what do you mean like like the painting everything the architecture the painting i think also like the language of arabic is just so much more romantic like oh my god and um, the way it's written calligraphy to its finest and I know he's Persian, but, like, even, like, what, Rumi's one of the biggest poets yeah. to ever come on Earth. Like, I just think that there's just more detail and, like, it's just really beautiful. language. Yeah. You know what? I, I feel the same way. And this is not the Middle East, but I feel the same way when I watch Bollywood films. And yeah. And I I said, that is the most romantic thing you can tell me. I would say Portuguese is also, let me mm-hmm. be specific. Mm-hmm. Brazilian it's Portuguese, Portuguese. <laughs> it's also like that. <laughs> The other moishes. I don't want to. I'm not talking about in South America, not the moishy moishy meal. I'm not talking about Lisboa. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, like when you translate, you're like, oh my god, like how do you feel so deeply? I know. It's like it's um, not. I love you. It's like I would go to the depths of the earth to save you if that meant being with you for a second more. Okay, you know what? Let me recircle to what you said earlier on. We need to find a black romance <laughs> novel from Brazil. The next book is going to be that. We'll find it. <laughs> we'll find it. Um, And they bond over. So Faye and Nasir bond over, you know, their love for art. And um, they kiss. They ki- Before they kiss, he says, my dad is running some kind of 
he's part of the board of some art right, show right. that's ran by a really big art lady as well whose name i don't remember and she's like yes her and they're like and i sent your work and they're interested in in somebody dropped out they're interested in you replacing them it's going to be on the island that we don't know the name of and um she's like that's amazing like you would do that like why he's like because you're my friend that's not not your friend that's not your friend that's not your friend that's your lover because the thing is that he did that thing that um in which book was yinka yinka where it's like i already put your name in yeah you know what i mean so like girl all you do is show up or just say yes yeah and he's willing to fly her there he's just like and then he says something really cocky he's like my dad has a lot of money yeah He's like, we'll go first class. Don't even worry. I mean, you know, my dad flies me and my friends there all the time. Like, exactly. We got a house here, a house there. We got properties, okay? We're the upper echelon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I say, Faye, you got to stick by him. She's so lucky. Rich man after rich man. This one dies. He might what his life insurance is going to look like. No, Hannah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what the heck? Forgive myself. Okay, but anyways, we're in chapter chapter five, and this is when Faye is getting ready for her trip to the island. So she does her whole little makeover with the help of Joy. Joy says, "You know what, girl? I think for the island you should get gold. Yeah, gold should be the thing. Gold braids, gold nails, gold shirts, gold, gold nipple piercing, everything. Yeah." And she wants nipple piercing to be enough to where, like, you can see him through her bikini top. And I was like, okay, I girl. And she's like, oh, yeah, me and this year kissed. And it felt good. She, mm-hmm. First she said it felt nice. And then Joy was like, seriously, mm-hmm. girl, like, what what part of tea is the currency don't you understand? Yeah. And she was like, no, it felt really good. Like, it was in-depth and it was gentle and it was everything. And I yeah. want to kiss him again. And, um. You know how great that is? A man who you're not. I mean, you're not together, but you're dating, and he's just like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's spend the summer in my." Never happened to me. Never happened. This is this is what you, this what flewed out me. Okay, <laughs> the rest of you, it's human trafficking. <laughs> so <laughs> human trafficking. No, because it is. But Why it's would you get? And let we want to be clear. We yeah. are for the bag. If a yeah. man is throwing a bag at you, please catch it. Yep. But a lot of you are flying out to people who are on the same bum status as you are. And the worst part is you're not even making sure they're buying you return tickets. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a time on the internet, especially, where it'd be like, this man flew me out and then didn't see me. And now I'm stuck at the airport. I'd always and be like. vlogging that whole thing. Now they're taking your passport. You don't speak the language. Your bag is stuck in Frankfurt. Like, at this point, why did you, why stop your own life to do this small little thing? <laughs> Some you of you mean? didn't grow up with Crime Stoppers because, Listen. like, maybe the kidnapping rates have gone down and I don't know about <laughs> it, but. <laughs> I also think that a lot of us are just completely unaware of your surroundings and how to be great. I agree. And also, you know what? We are so deprived of love that maybe we all just like to catch flights to catch some Gibbony. Love and money. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> some of you guys think you're like Johnny Blaze or any of the other like really cool vixens of the 20, 2010s mm-hmm. um, who like Drake and them would be flying out. But no, you're not those women. You know, my local shopper's drug mart has a girl with a BBL. Like, <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> 
Why does she have a BBL when she's doing this? <laughs> <laughs> what I, she has a night job too. Maybe, but when I'm trying, she's working at the pyramids tonight. Mr. Apollo Ocean to you. But what I'm trying to say is like, you cannot, like you, you guys have to be, if you're going to trick, you got to trick smart. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm trying to say here. Like, and men are very high on the misogyny these days. They want you to be foolish. They yeah. want to embarrass you. They want to abandon you. Mm-hmm. Please don't, and also don't let TikToks fool you. The girls who have men buying them a million things, they're 155% throwing around the puss. Yeah. There's no man in the world who's going to fly you anywhere to have conversation. You are not a therapist. Mm-hmm. Just know if he's flying you out somewhere, he expects that, and it is your choice mm-hmm. to do it, but... All I'm saying is maybe don't go in a place where a man thinks it's, you know, your coochie is worth the cost of an interstate flight. That's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Uh, whatever Dilla said, that part, retweet. <laughs> um, I just walked into, I just need to confirm this. So I just went to this page called Frank Ocean Updates, verified page on TikTok. And they said that Frank Ocean recently said, this is in um, March of this year, that him and Omar are not dating this do they break up or? I don't know, but all I know is that between March and now, they definitely. Oh, I, yeah. They definitely were tossing each other's salad. I, 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 I really think. Cause you know he's Frank's type. Frank doesn't like. He's like Tyler. They don't like. Um, they don't. They they're the off. They're the, they're they don't believe in Doctor Umar's philosophy. No, 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 no. absolutely not. <laughs> they don't. And they really don't. But, but anyway, no. I'm. Ha- I hope you're happy, Mr. Ocean. Just, you know, show up to your conference on time. Oh, yeah, right. and don't, like, do foolishness. And, and don't do foolishness. Because people pay a lot of money. And I get it. Artists are people, you know, That's a job. Respectful. But a j- people, especially in these hard times, pay a lot of money to see you. They fly out to see you. I think it's... They take days off work. They hmm. skip meals yeah. to afford your tickets. It's disrespectful for you to not yes. show up and, I and don't know, put reciprocate. On, yeah. People who have made you millionaires... Exactly. If your fan base just stops supporting you, you think we're going to be selling out arenas, Frank Ocean? <laughs> no. Like, if you wanted to just do nothing, you could have stayed home. You didn't have to um, have Coachella. Y'all should be like Beyonce and go to every single concert. Sometimes she's late, but, like, she performs. She's a vocalist. Where's Kim Kardashian? Nobody wants to work anymore. You know what? The more I say that to myself, mm, I understand <laughs> what Kim was saying. <laughs> At first I was heated. I said, look at you. You don't understand what it means. And I was like, you know what, Kim? <laughs> Some of you need to get up and work. That's but I want to be specific. When I say that, I mean the people who, oh, like Kim yeah. Kardashian's level. Yeah, so the Frank yeah. Ocean. I, the people at my level, we mm. should work less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't create corporations. Um, lie about those numbers. Put tooth, toothpaste onto the... Uh, the burgers, yeah, do what y'all need to do. Don't do do that, please. Um, Okay, so then we move into our final chapter, and this is now they're on the plane, and they're on their way to the island. We don't know where. Island, yeah, island, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, before they even get there, my man's like, just to let you know, my dad is a bit effeminate. I didn't like that. He didn't say feminine. He he didn't say feminine. He said, my dad's a little bit different. But then he says that when they land, 
before they go out. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, th- I thought that was very strange. And then just like, but just know, like, my father is not gay. gay. Because she says, oh, is he gay? He was like, no. And he was very, very defensive about it. And I, th- I thought to myself, maybe he's like Oliver from Only Murders in the Building. Which to me. <laughs> I think he's more like Prince. <gasps> oh. Anyway, interesting. I, I, th- I thought it was very strange. I cannot wait for us to uncover the backs. The, just the details of that. Of why Speaking of Oliver from Only Murders, yeah. I thought Martin Short was gay. No, <laughs> straight and so when I looked him up and found out he had a wife who was like his lifelong partner who passed, unfortunately, I said, huh? Were you shocked? I was shooketh. But I guess that's just my perspective, guys. I should do better. But that's okay, um, because I think it's not your fault, but partly. I think <laughs> the, media, the media has a perception of what queer folks how queer folk behave. So when yeah. we see it, we we talk about this gay gaydar that people talk about. Yeah. It's like some of y'all can be completely off because there are some men who are just like, wow, like you're so attractive and so cute. And then you find out that like she's talking about this Toronto <laughs> influencer. Um he's very much does not like Gucci and she's still not over it. I cannot like He's loved my life. He's loved my life. You know what? That can't. That's not even possible. Why not? Because he doesn't like coochie. So he therefore he wouldn't like you. All right. So <laughs> they landed the island, and this is when Faye finds out that Nasir's father is a big time chef. I forgot what his name is. It's like Ellen Blake or something. Um, like he was like on a TV show, yes. like Top Chef. Alem kind of. Blake, that's his name. Alem, 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 A L I M. Alim, Alim, Alem, Nasir. Hmm. Alim. Where did Alim come from? I think it's Alim. I think it's Alim. Okay. Why is it Alem? Of course not. It's Alim. Well, <laughs> sorry. So Alim Blake, and Faye's like, oh my god, like this is a, this is a star. Literally, like, this um, is Gordon Ramsay-esque. And that's when the whole, like, he's not gay came up, and I was like, okay. Apparently, they had some trouble with, like, paparazzi on the island. This mystical island. It could be anywhere. At this point, I'm thinking it's St. Bart's. <laughs> I think it's Manhattan. <laughs> That'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, when they go through immigration and stuff and stuff, uh, his father is so kind to come pick him up from the airport. Yeah. But this is what pissed me off. Because when Aelin opened up his arms to invite his little boy into his arms, Faye is looking at this man and said, mm, Why are you kind She said, this man's a bit of me. And that's when I thought to myself, why does she say that? Why does she feel that way? And I'm, I'm just like, who's your love interest, girl? Like, who's it going to be? Is it Nasir or Nasir's father? Yeah. Anyway, she felt something in her move. Uh, what did she describe it? Um, I'm trying to think of what, 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 her, what her feelings were. I think she, it, it came unexpected, for sure. Um, and she just felt something when she looked at him. And she's just like, yeah, like, you know, my name is Faye. This, and then she just said, precious, can we meet you this a bit? Obviously, if you see a, a celebrity or a superstar, it's like you call them by their by their formal names or greet them formally. And she's like, no, like, please call me Alem. And Faye felt her knees buckle slightly and she couldn't hear Joy. And she could hear Joy's voice in her head, clear as day. Oh, bitch, you're fucked. And that's how that chapter ends. Um, 
um hannah looks relieved for this to be over like the book is not that bad no i i just um i think i just need more time for the story to marinate i think it's more like to be honest the book the writing everything is great i think for me i'm having an issue with the pacing and that's that's what i'm gonna say like i don't know if it's too fast or if it's medium or it's too slow i i don't know um but overall the book gets to the point you know what i mean like the boom first page milan uh last page of uh chapter six elim so we we went through all the guys that she's been with oh this is it i don't think she's gonna add any more i hope not can she just choose Nasir? I was I was set on I that. I was rooting for Nasir too, and I'm telling you, I'm sorry, I spoke to you, but I went back to read the blurb and I saw <laughs> his father, and I said no. Oh, I think that's probably why. I feel like this book, I've seen it on TikTok before doing this, and then read the thing, and then I was like, uh, no, because as you guys learned from the perfect find, we don't like that. Age is not just a number. I I get instantly turned off by yeah. age gaps. I don't mind three years, but when you guys like to three speak, years, three years is fine. If I'm 26 right now and my guy is like 20, 28, 29, I don't mind that. Well, I think I met the love of my life last weekend. He ha- he's definitely six years older than me. So let's manifest <laughs> somebody, somebody in Toronto who likes to break backs, which is quite literally. Um, there's somebody here on street. Uh, <laughs> I'm acting like we got we got ops, we got shooters. <laughs> Don't watch that, man. Um. Anyway, so I it, I think it's a slow start. To be honest, um, these are my preliminary thoughts. I think the pacing is not my favorite, but I am interested to learn about how Joy is gonna navigate this uh relationship with this married woman mm-hmm. because she because I think we kind of we touched on it here and there, but you know before. They went to the island. She was saying to herself, like, Joy and this, this whole relationship is very weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, she she thinks that woman's going to leave her spouse. I don't think so. No, no, no. Joy doesn't think that because we should have talked about that in Chapter 5. But, again, if we were better people. But Joy says she knows she's married. She knows that she's probably not going to leave her husband. She knows this. But this time she's dating a girl who's also from Ghana. And the only reason that girl married that man was because her parents made her do it. And she's unhappy in her relationship. And she loves her. And they love each other. And there's something there. And suddenly I'm rooting for this sub story. This is all I'm. This is all that's keeping me going right now. That. Yeah. And then Faye, whether you want to... Um, be with the Watchmen, um, Nasir, Milan, <laughs> Milan's girl. Uh, Who's Ali. the Watchmen? I just said anything. <laughs> you decide. And I ho- and I hope that she's also able to recover from the trauma of of losing her beloved one. Jonah. How do you? I don't know if I found for sure my soulmate, the love of my life, and they are taken by the good Lord downstairs. I don't know if I'm ever going to, I can try to find something new, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know either. I saw a video today, this woman, she, and and I was like, whoa, to be a young widow as well, like. How young is she? I don't know her age, but she looks, she looks in her 20s, and she'd only been with him for like, married to him 10 months. Mm. Then something happened to him, and he died after two months in the hospital, and you know. I don't. I didn't get into the details. Okay. I I didn't want to. Yeah. Um. Because sometimes when y'all make those 
bad those edits on TikTok where you've edited sad moments yeah. together. I'm just like, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't know. Um, but I just was like, damn, to be to be a young widow like this is this is treacherous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't know. I think, but I also am of the belief that we don't have one soulmate in this life. You have three? Seven. Actually, eight now. I think we have a soulmate per billion people. Okay. Um, I think that's <laughs> too many soulmates. Why? I think we have... And I don't mean the soulmate has to be romantic. Like, obviously, there's platonic soulmates. Oh, so you're, you're talking about in general. Yeah. Then of course, you have a million of those then. No. But I do think there's, like romantic wise we have there's definitely more than one person who like yeah that's why i believe my soulmate i just said i thought i met the love of my life last weekend but y'all know i talk a lot of shit but (laughs) (laughs) um sorry yeah (laughs) uh the love of my life is sitting on the beach in rio de janeiro or he's sitting in the catties of paris or he's sitting in north london Preferably the beaches of beaches. Love of my life is in this city right now. Really? Yeah, his name is Dave. Um, Dave is not here. Okay, the love I have three love of life. Love my life. One, he is in South London in his tracks with a big puffer jacket. Just trying to get by. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get by. And he just like cannot he's just looking for a way in so he can reach me. And he will one day. The love of my life is also in my <laughs> ancestral home. Okay, so in Uganda, in Kampala. Uganda, and he's waiting, 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 and he just cannot wait to see me. Okay, in Daniel. Night. Yes, Daniel! <laughs> and the other love of my life is somewhere in my phone. <laughs> Mr. Somebody? <laughs> no, Julia. If you think it's that person, it's not. I promise you. Oh, so it's somebody else. I have like four I have like four people right now. Oh my gosh. Okay, Listen, Mr. Somebody I else. Busy. Oh, see, so you so busy now. You so, so busy. busy. You so busy, girl. <laughs> um, anyway, y'all, we have we have distracted ourselves from actually getting to the meat and potatoes of this book. <laughs> but you know what? I like it. I like it. So, you guys, let us know what you think about these first couple chapters of "You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty." That title, it's fire, cool, but it's it's definitely spitting out fire. You're right. It's great. Um, and any. And I guess, you know, do the usuals, y'all. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Before we get there, I do have something to say. The announcement? Sort of. Okay. (laughs) Before you do our closing, I mean. Okay, what's the announcement? My announcement is this. Obviously, this podcast is mostly shits and giggles because... We yeah. come here and we read, and we know there's we don't have a ton of listeners. We do not. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and this is escapism for ourselves, mm-hmm. and probably as much you, because realistically, people are reading romance novels are not out here seeking deeper knowledge. Yeah, okay? uh, absolutely. But I feel like we would be doing a disservice as book, um, a book podcast. If in light of everything happening this week, right. we did not recommend for y'all to read some books that expand your mind. I am begging. Because God. every day, as just naturally, outside of what's happened in the past 10 days or so, we always say we can tell y'all don't read. 
Yeah. We we can tell the celebrities don't read. We can tell the boys don't read. The children don't read. You guys on Twitter don't read. Your vocabulary only includes the words normalize. You don't understand theories. Every time something like this happens, the best you can do is put out that I have a dream Martin Luther King quote. Yeah. You don't connect with your communities you do not create solidarity with other communities that are seeking the same things as you which should be liberation and as much as this podcast like i said is for shits and giggles i odelia cannot rest if i do not tell you guys please your activism has to include Reading. reading it is impossible for it to not. If you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not understanding what's happening. And then you have shitty leaders and, and social activists like D-Ray with the blue vest and LeBron James who never got past the first page of Malcolm X. And I'm Even I'm, if they're audiobooks. Even if they're audiobooks. Um, and people have made study guides and like, you know... <laughs> And and then we're not trying to be pretentious. Yes, we have to read too. We course. there's a lot more. And I know it's hard. I'll be honest. Before we started this podcast, I had not read a book properly in like two years. And so when we read Honey and Spice, it was a struggle for me, mm-hmm. like to hold the attention because TikTok has cooked my brain. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys, you have to drain the flu- the sprite fluid that's in your brain. <laughs> Yeah, drain it out and replace it with something that actually is sustainable, something that's solid. Uh, echoing everything that Odilia said, please take it upon yourselves to start expanding your knowledge piece by piece. It's not today we want you to know every theory around political uh, affairs and social injustice or whatever it may be, but I'm begging you, like these events are going to continuously happen in our life because it's just the natural, the ebbs and flows of living on this hellish earth that we're on. So start reading piece by piece. So today, learn something new about what's going on. Maybe a history, maybe a name, maybe an activist, like I don't know. And then from there, just keep building it up. Like, yo, build a bull Fenty Foundation. Just keep applying <laughs> layers and layers of it. Another thing, if something is really, really complicated, don't go to the girls on TikTok who are comparing it to Tupac and Biggie's beef. No, my <laughs> friends. No, my friends. You are 26 years old. Listen. You know the alphabet in its full capacity. I'm begging you, string those words together. Use Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Use Collins. Use Oxford. Use Google Scholars. I don't care, man. Just use that. JSTOR. And also, learn how to form an independent, unique opinion. <laughs> it's not every day, freeloader, freeloader, freeloader. Some days you need to sit there and really comprehend what you are saying. What is what is your opinion on a situation? Don't just follow Amy Schmucker because you think you, she, you think she's funny. She's not. She's not funny. She's not pretty. She's not smart. She lacks talent. She. If you ever find yourself on the same side of as her ask yourself am i doing something wrong there's certain people in this world who if you like for instance if i ever make an opinion and too many men agree with me i have to start (laughs) no i'll be like wait 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on why do you agree with me exactly i'll be very suspicious of that exactly especially as black people Mm -hmm. like we you know 
there are so many we come from a lineage of struggle mm-hmm. um and it's all of us across the diaspora yep. it doesn't matter who we are as yep. black people our stories all start the same with british colonialism <laughs> And enemy number one. Listen, darkness and in the light. Listen, Uh, Netanyahu was pointing the wrong way, but anyways, I'm just saying, made a reference. Um, (laughs) But we and we have we are here off the backs of so many people's resistance, and and we're not just talking about the big names that you hear every year on Black History Month. Whether you're in the UK, it's October. The rest of us in February. But like the ones who we don't hear, the ones who we, um, you know, the stories of the people who did the littlest of things to make sure we're here today. The other day on TikTok, I heard a quote. It was actually a stitch of someone saying like, do you think when people die and they say like a, a like a iconic quote, do you think um, they, they know that what they're saying is fire? Mm-hmm. And the quote ended up being um, Solomon Maklatu, who was a... Um, apartheid mm-hmm. uh, activist in South Africa and he said um, the quote was my people do not stop the fight mm-hmm. no I have to find it because it was so good like I have to say give me a moment Hannah entertain the people um, well everything was really said I think when she finds this person I overall what we're trying to say is that there you don't have to know the big names you know what I mean? There are very small parts that make a big the, that contribute to the big the overall big thing. Um, so what is it? What do they say in um, actor or theater school? There are no small roles, just small minds. <laughs> sure, like I found it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had my moment and then it passed. So he said, "Tell my people that I love them and that they must continue to fight." My blood will nourish the tree that will bear the fruits of freedom. Amen. That is iconic. Iconic. Like, and those were generally his last words before he was executed by the apartheid government. Jeez. So essentially, my point says that we are all here mm-hmm. because of that, and it, and it's in every aspect. Like I, for instance, we're reading all these African artists or authors. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say they wouldn't be here if not for like the work of uh, many of the independence movements that yeah. came the work of you know Chino Achebe and the African yeah. Publishing Company and all those authors yeah. and we we do ourselves as black people in particular a disservice when we do not continue to read the works of the people who came before us please look up negritude please look up if it's Marcus Garvey you want to read fine read the autobiography of Malcolm X actually read it read it I was telling Hans the other day there's a episode of Fresh Prince where um, Aunt Viv is the, the the black history teacher at their school and Will is messing about and he gets mad because he's like damn you're failing and she says like you have Malcolm X's poster you claim to have read his book but if you're not understanding what he is saying you're doing like you're not actually making a difference Yeah, please be better than LeBron get past the uh, forward first page <laughs> no, no, the, the page of contents or rather you know when you open up a book and it just has the title again get past <laughs> that page not the title again you know what I mean yes get past please. Please read, please, 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 and read the right things. Every time something like this happens, and we're talking about, if you haven't picked up yet, we're talking about what's happening in Gaza um, under the occupied Palestine that's being occupied by the genocidal Israel. 
we the people put out books and like guides and movies and something i for one have been watching movies because that's all my brain can can do right now mm-hmm. but i've said all this to say is like outside of this is taught me you guys are not reading because you say stupid things like why should black people care about the struggle of palestine i've because- never heard anything <laughs> more ridiculous than that and i'm seeing i'm you know what i'm taking note of all those handles i see what you people are <laughs> Hannah's gonna write them down let me tell them write them down because if you are a true supporter of some of our black role models james baldwin um angela davis like Black feminist, what's that group that you share with me? The Black Radical Feminist, uh, whatever, uh, that page. Which I basically don't know. Talks about it. Just shares all the different Black feminists that have paved the way for us. So Audre Law, uh, Audre Lord, Bell, um, Bell Hooks, Angela Davis. Every single um, one of these idols, that Kimberly people Crenshaw. Follow, these are just have the bigger spoken ones. about the Palestinian struggle and strife and how it's connected to Black liberation. And yet, you people think that what's happening in Gaza has nothing to do and, with and you. Crazy. And that is the thing, like, and she said again, like, we're talking about Malcolm Shabazz ex. He went to him and 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 Muhammad Ali were going to refugee camps in Lebanon. Yeah, they were visiting. Um, yeah, they were talking to Palestinian activists. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had the Muslim connection, but they 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 made it so clear, mm-hmm. and that our struggle is their struggle, and Palestinians have shown us that, and they shouldn't have to prove themselves to us. No, but. In 2020, when they, we were dealing with mass protests here in North America, they were teaching people how to deal with gas um, when the police would gas you because obviously that's something they have to deal with all the time yeah. in Palestine yeah. be, by, the Isra- by the hand of the Israeli government. They are major contributors to our fight to liberation. Yeah. And another thing, you sound utterly and like I'm trying not to swear – but you sound utterly ridiculous when you sit there and you say, um, you know, you, you cannot be on both sides. You can't be on the side of genocide and not genocide, one. Two, you cannot sit there and talk about how Hamas is this and you don't understand what Hamas is. Exactly. Because then I can tell you're not reading, you're not listening. To Part of being in solidarity is listening to the people when they speak when my indigenous brothers and sisters speak i don't speak and when i'm talking about my struggle as a black woman i expect the same thing to learn and listen on top of that you cannot you cannot say you want people to gain their their freedom to gain liberation the word in particular i'm using the word of the day is liberation okay to, <laughs> because fuck peace all yeah. right Kwame Tori said that we cannot have pe- you can have peace but you cannot have liberation but you need liberation yeah. because you can be at peace with yourself but you could still not have liberation yep. you need liberation Absolutely. and what the Palestinians need is liberation what all of us within settler colonial states need is liberation all of us who are children of a post-colonial madness need is liberation okay so you need liberation and you cannot get that without the use of violence yep because at the end of the day our oppressors use violence to keep us in line and then the only reason they ask us to go ahead and use peace is to make sure that we stay in line because if they know that we match what they're doing we could possibly win and the the only way we can win is with collective activism so please 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 if they're giving you a thread of books, don't just save it. I'm guilty of it too. Read them, okay? Yeah. If you're in a university right now and you are a STEM major, 
I beg you, take one sociology class, one gender studies class. Please expand your mind like I'm begging you. And so for today, after my long spiel, is my book that I'm recommending. I'm recommending two books. Okay. The book I'm recommending, though I've not yet read it, but this is the one. This is a very popular um, Palestinian writer and activist. His name is Ilan Pape, and the book is called The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. And then the second book that I'm recommending is a favorite of mine, is Franz Fanon's Wretched of the Earth. Please, if you're not going to read all of it, at least read the first chapter, which is on violence. Please read that. Yeah. Like, we have to spring back academic reading. It's not everyday girl math. It's every not. Day. Like, we have to read. Like, I'm so serious, guys. Because the, I, as hopeful as I am, I am also demoralized by the, the reason things are going on so long is because we don't feel connected to each other. The struggle, my struggle as a black woman, a black immigrant woman within the North American context is as much tied to the black women in Brazil mm -hmm. as it is in South Africa, mm -hmm. as it is the black people in Palestine, mm -hmm. as it is the black people in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. My struggle is connected to them. I'm supposed to amplify the voices of the global South. Please, please, please. So when you, after you read chapter 7 to 12 for next week's podcast of You Made a Fool of Death, with Your Beauty by Akwekia Mezi. Pick up Franz Fanon. Pick up Elon Poppet. Pick up Malcolm X. Pick up Angela Davis. Pick up Marcus Garvey. Pick up Audrey Lord. Pick up Bell Hooks. Pick, pick up, up um, An Angela Davis. Thomas Sankara. Pick up Kwame Nkrumah. Pick up Julius Nyerere. Pick, pick up, up Nelson Pick up Nelson Mandela. Pick man. up Nelson Mandela. Pick up, like, pick something up. <laughs> pick up i'm telling you there's you guys we can't you even have there's to, so many of them you have to understand you know i we thought they sounded ridiculous as kids when they said if you don't know and un understand your history you won't understand where you're going but i see where you guys are going and my children are lost brother my sisters and brothers in christ in allah whomever you follow pick something up and read in the words of Uncle Ruckus, read, nigga, read. I'm <laughs> so serious. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as a book podcast, we're begging you. Reading is a fundamental skill. Every day on Twitter, I get on there, and a, a teacher is telling us how children don't know how to read. They don't know how to understand context. Yeah. This is what they want. I know we sound crazy because, yeah. again, this is a shits and giggles podcast. But sometimes, you know, it's not funny. It's it's serious. It's and this serious. is serious. And and part of our delay this week is that we felt so heavily about what is happening to our brothers and sisters in, in Occupy Gaza. Um, we, we just need you to read. Like, we need you to be able to understand what you're reading. Education is, is fundamental. If you don't understand, you are allowing the oppressor to keep you oppressed. We see how you guys are fooled by articles all the time. Why do you think the Shade Room is able to be to run as well as it does? Because we he, they know you guys don't investigate. I know a lot of pages uh, newspapers are behind paywalls. Trust me. I fight the 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 what is it, the Toronto Star every time I try and click an article mm -hmm. and it's behind a paywall. But we have to read Put down the Netflix. <laughs> Pick up the J Store. Put down the Disney Plus. Pick up your library card. 
We talk, we read on Libby, okay? And Libby is a free resource as long as you have uh, a library card in this city. I don't know about Miss, actually, I think in Miss Saga, it doesn't matter. There if are other library country, card ones as you well. Can, you get a library card in your neighborhood, you're able to access Libby. You just need to put in your library card number, your PIN number. If you don't have a PIN number, you can always go back to the library and they can give it to you, a great one for you. And just, there's so many audiobooks. Like, if you're not, if you can't put string words together, unfortunately, <laughs> you can go ahead and just listen to audio books on the slowest speed possible so you can get every single word and and even if you can't libraries are the last the last socialist like thing that remains in western culture they have taken they're trying to privatize hospitals they're trying to privatize schools they've succeeded mostly for both of those things libraries are the only free resources you can have anymore yeah please don't waste your tax dollars go to a library and pick up a book i'm begging you if you're at a university and if you went to a university like ours which had like eight libraries go to one pick up the books read and make sure you're reading things that are you know, we know a lot of you read garbage, a lot of right nonsense. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're reading things that actually benefit. If, you, if you're ever reading something and you're like, this does not benefit poor people, people of color, disabled people, queer people, um, women, you are not reading something that is good for the greater good because we should all be doing things for the greater good. So close the Joe Rogan podcast. Throw out the computer that has Andrew Tate. Go to the library. Any of the names we've mentioned, please. And I know that already, if you're already here, you're probably already doing a lot of reading. But still, read some more. And that is my that is my long-ass message. And if you've listened this far, thank you. If you've not, that's fine. But I know even in the far future, somebody will stumble upon this episode and hear this. And maybe more of us can read. And that is my message for today. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening as always. Um... Reading is fundamental, so do that. And uh, yeah, and then follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat. You know what? Not Snapchat, girl. Not Snapchat. Or, or as always, you can always DM us at uh, Romantically Lit on Instagram. And then you can always email us at romantically at gmail.com. Thank Tell you us so what much. you're reading. Yeah. And if you do have a black Brazilian romance, oh, we, we really want to, like, we're so serious. We want to read stuff from the mm-hmm. diaspora, mm-hmm. diaspora, di- whatever. We want to read stuff from all of you guys from everywhere. I enjoy clicking on our little thing and seeing where you guys are listening from. If you know a novel, if it has a translated copy, we only really speak English well. <laughs> so please. And the and just the message of today is reading is fundamental. Liberation needs to be fought for. And you know, and free Palestine from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Okay, thank you guys. Bye. Bye.